Hey, greetings. Welcome to Voice for Restoration uh, podcast for the week of December 1st. It's a wonderful cold day here in Florida. Woke up 37 degrees. Very exciting. If you watch this later on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Uh, turn on your notifications. Also let you know, for those listening to this, that you could go to my uh, website, lewisdsanta.com, and there's a blog there, and I am loading a bunch of videos uh, right into the blog, so you can see some of the videos, especially the ones I'm doing on the profits and stuff, right there in the blog. So go ahead and do that if you so wish to. I uh, also have a lot of free product available and things like that. So I want to talk uh, a little bit about um, just where I feel like the church um, uh, is at, where I feel like we need to... Um, go again as a church. I think one of our one of our things that I'm hoping that will come out of um, this crazy 2020 is a return to the ways of the Lord. That's going to get me in a lot of trouble. I think that the church has um, slowly become uh, engulfed in. Um, the pleasing of men, the fear of men. Uh, it's changed the message. Um, and I agree that um, that I, I like the turn that we kind of made where we kind of represented the father, more of a loving father than the one who was always ready to strike us down. Um, but I, th I think that what happens is with any good thing, if you excessively stay on one thing that you could get off track and not have you remove the fear of the Lord, you remove um, the glory. You know, you, you don't hear as much um, lately about the glory and because you can't have the glory and have compromise. I, I put out a post uh, on social media this week. I didn't know that compromise was okay with the Lord, that compromised Christianity. And one of the things the Lord spoke to me uh, yesterday was the uncompromisingly righteous will receive the spirit of boldness. And I, I think that a lot of people, um, they don't realize they're compromised because they really aren't sold out for the Lord. They um, are sold out... Um, for them, for themselves, and I want. I'll explain that in a second. Me and you have been invited by the Lord into the kingdom of uh, where the impossible is possible. The church for church membership, you might just have to profess your faith in Jesus, get water baptized, whatever, agree that you agree with their doctrines. But that is far different than what is called the disciple of Christ. Disciple of Christ, you had to forsake everything for him. You had to love him more than you love your family. You had to um, uh, pursue him. You had to follow him. You had to obey him. That's the apostles I mean, or the disciples of Christ. And I think that those we have allowed um, the the fear of people leaving to hold that standard. And we've created multiple tiers of Christianity. And in doing so, 
the human nature is to always take the easiest road. That's just human nature. If I, let's put it this way. If I have a chance, if you tell me you'll give me a million dollars if I, um, if I walk a mile or you give me a million dollars, whether I dig a hole for a mile, a trench for a mile, which one would I choose, right? I'm going to choose the easier course. I'm not necessarily going to choose the, uh, the course that is maybe the right course. Let's say that uh, the benefits of digging the trench is I will look like Arnold Schwarzenegger by the time I get to the other end. I still probably wouldn't choose it because I want the million dollars. What the church does is they tell you you go to heaven, it's okay to choose this easier path, but in that process you don't look like Jesus. You're not transformed into his image. Um, and just because you were born again does not mean you're in the image of Christ. And I want to explain that a little bit. You know, when you got born again and you came into the kingdom, you were put into the kingdom in holiness, in righteousness. You were complete in him. But what you're not in him yet is mature. And maturity takes some time. Maturity takes some uh, takes a lot of personal growth. And even the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 doesn't even confess himself to have obtained that which he doesn't even want to confess to himself. Now, this is his, what's amazing is this is his last uh, love letter that he wrote. It's to Philippian church. And, you know, Paul is more reluctant than most Christians who don't have an inkling of the fruit to show for it, like he does, to um, Paul is far less um, ambitious to act like he's already apprehended the fullness of what has been, what is afforded him. So let's read, let's read Paul in chapter three. I'm going to start at verse one, uh, just because I really want us to pick up steam in this chapter. He says, finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord for me to write the same things to you is not tedious. Because number one, one thing that we understand as fathers and stuff, when you have children, you have to tell them more than once. Um, but for you, it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence. When he's talking about have no confidence in the flesh, don't think you are something because you're where you were born and all that. He says, have no confidence. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuted the church, concerning the righteous, righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But that, but what things were gained to me? In other words, this was all what I was after in my life. I have counted loss for Christ. That's discipleship. That's following God. What, what is it that you want to be satisfied, will you count that loss for Christ and allow him to bring what is needed, not just what you want? See, a lot of, a lot of the church today, they're, they're 
they're not asking, God, how can I help bring heaven to earth? God, how can I help bring your kingdom here? How do I bring kingdom to people? Most of their concern is, um, oh, Lord, thank you. Bless me today. Bless my business. Which is okay. It's not evil. Don't get me wrong. It's not evil. And I don't want to even tell you it's sin. It's not even that. It's just not the full measure of what uh, how our focus should be. All right? Yet, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. See, what would you, what is the thing, when I got saved, and, and I want to, I don't really talk about my testimony a lot, and I should, I really need to do a whole video just on my testimony. But when I, I, I almost got killed a couple times and car accidents. I was a really good sinner. I mean, I was a real, I chased women uh, and I caught a lot of them. And I thought I was okay because I was baptized as a, uh, as an infant, uh, as a Roman Catholic. And I thought that meant everything was good with me. But then I started getting this edge of awareness that, man, I need help. Not psychological help. I, I didn't know how to, I knew, I got, became more and more aware of my sin, which is amazing, which is grace, which is absolute grace of God. And when I got saved, one of the things I asked the Lord for was truth, the, spirit, the truth. I didn't call it the spirit of truth because I didn't know that term. I said, Lord, I want to know your truth. I want to know what's right, what's truth. Because I had been believed a lie for 24 and a half years. I said, Lord, I don't want to ever believe that lie again. I don't ever want to be, be misled again with a lie. And I believe that's one of the... My hunt was, my, my big hunt as a Christian, was not how can I get God to give me everything I want, was to know Christ. That was my deal. Um, and I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I didn't know him at all. And I realized I didn't know him at all. And I realized... That one of my big issues I had with knowing Christ and not knowing Christ was the fact that um, I read the Bible all the way through twice in two years. I read it through a year, a year, two years when I was looking for God, who God was, and I didn't notice it was Jesus. Because you can't unless the Holy Spirit uh, leads you. And, and I tell people... People go, why didn't God just you know, open it up to you? I said, well, I think God wanted to make sure I was hungry. I didn't want, for me, Jesus wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't, I was the chief of sinners and I needed God in a real way. So to me, everything was done to me. Everything was lost to me. Obviously, I didn't, not my wife. I didn't forsake my wife. But I began to love Christ in a way that I pursued him so I can actually love my wife. Um, and that obeying Christ was more important than obeying my wife. It ended up nine months later, she gave her life back to the Lord because she saw the change in me and, and which changed our lives. All right. 
Indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. You see a different walk there than you see maybe in modern churches today. Maybe it's because most pastors um, go to seminary, not, not the encounter room. Most, most uh, pastors have counseling as part of their degree, not, not signs, wonders, and miracles. And um, I think maybe that is part of that issue. So... What I would say to us today is that the church needs to get back to that standard of Christ. Back to you need, now you can't just go into church on Sunday and demand it from your people, but you're going to have to, as ministers, begin to turn your people back to the Lord, that he is everything. Because we have created a culture where kids can't watch anything more than 30 seconds long. Our youth has been, our youth have been held captive by the secular, held captive by social media, held captive in the universities. They have been made converts of darkness, and we need to get them back. And the only way we're going to get them back is by us as leaders giving ourselves, fully selling out to Christ, and then the power flowing through us and in our preaching and our demonstration of the kingdom. And I think that's where the church is at. It's at a really big crossroad of, is it going to get back to the, to the glory? Um, is it going to get back to the demonstration of the kingdom? Is it going to get back to the uncompromised Christianity that it used to once hold? Or is it going to continue down the road that God's so loving that he has changed his judgments and, and um, you know, it's okay if you're compromised. It's okay if you worship him once in a while. He's just so desperate. He just needs your worship. He's just thankful that you worship him once every month. Um, I think that has got to change. And we got to understand that we have to sell out to Christ. And that starts with us, the leaders. And I think that's where we're at as a crossroad. And I, I hope you hear that. I hope that doesn't offend you. Uh, I don't really care if it does. I just hope that it actually what does it burns in your heart and um, causes you to want that in your own life as much as I want to see it for you as well. So I, I hope that works. I hope that that touches you. I hope that means something to you uh, as you go forward in the Lord. And I, I hope that means that you will uh, begin to renew your walk with the Lord. If you're not on fire and if you're on fire, that the spirit of boldness comes upon you and you preach the truth with signs, wonders and miracles in the name of Jesus. That's what that's my heart is. So I've done a bunch of videos, by the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast, go to lewisdcano.com, go to YouTube channel, whatever. I've got a bunch of videos I've been doing. Um, I am putting, started to put them on my blog, on the profits, but I've just made number four, but I'm, I'm going to put number two on there today. Um, so probably by time you might listen to this, 
it might be three or four already up there. And I'm starting to load my blog up, which is just a really nice section of my website where um, you can quickly access any videos that I want to just give out that I put on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, so you don't have to go to YouTube because I want to have a means of where I'm not monetized through YouTube. Of course, if you want to support us, please do. We do have uh, on our site and you also got PayPal. Um, I think I have all that uh, underneath the uh, post so you can go and, and, and get that if you want to. I'm thinking about starting a Patreon. Um, so I'll let you know if I do that. If you just want to support us, fantastic. And uh, it would be awesome. We do need money. We are going to India and um, uh, India and I'm sorry, Africa, India and hopefully Italy next year. So I'm hoping that uh, we will be able to raise all the funds we need for that. So God bless you. You have a great day and be in peace. Bye-bye.